So, welcome to the table where everyone is invited to take a seat. I am your host, Isaac, and today I am with who? Mama Lily. Come on, Mama. <laughs> Come through. Lily is back, Yay. black, and better than ever. Hey. Like you weren't black before or better than ever before. <laughs> All, these, know, both, all of it can be true. It could be a constant rather than... Yes, a constant. A constant state of being black I'm here for that. I like and that. better than ever. Yes. Okay, I don't even know where I'm going to. So tell the people about yourself if they haven't already listened to episode seven. It's always hard to know what to say, but let's see. I'm a Kansas City native. <laughs> <laughs> no one cares about that, but it's already here. Um... PhD student in rhetoric and composition at the University of Kansas. Oh my gosh, yes. Get that PhD. Year four. Um, I'm a TV junkie. I love a good nap. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the TJ Maxx in the Sam's Club. Yes. Have you gotten anything new from TJ Maxx? Ooh, what is the last thing I got from TJ Maxx? Oh, every time I go, I leave with so many things. Uh, oh, okay. My favorite most recent TJ Maxx purchase. So I'm working on my doctoral exams right now, and so I wanted a notebook to kind of put my notes in. Okay. And so it's this really cute... Do I have it? No, it doesn't matter. (laughs) It's this really cute floral. It's black with flowers on it, and it just says notes. You know anything about me. Also, I'm wearing floral right now. Right. Floral is my favorite everything, my favorite print. A good flower print gets me right. (laughs) Mantra. Lifestyle. You know, it's a lifestyle, so... Yeah, it's really cute. That's my favorite, TJ Maxx. Because okay. basically I've realized I used to go to Target for everything, and I've been getting ripped off for years. Mm-hmm. So now I go to the Max. Okay. I'm happy with those life choices. So I got this question from Carissa, and it kind of messed me up. So I'm asking everybody this season this question. Okay. How are you feeling in this moment right now? Right now? Right now. I feel good. You have... 10 seconds. I'm feeling very good right now because I slept in late, which okay. is equivalent to a nap. Yes. Um. Yes. I'm feeling energized, which, like, I'm because I'm a napper, it means I have a lull in the middle of the day. So I'm mm-hmm. usually very tired. But this is also a very energizing, like, conversations energize mm-hmm. me, spending time with you energizes me. And so um, I'm feeling very alert, Come on which alert. is a rare feeling for me, actually. <laughs> I'm usually a little foggy. <laughs> A little sleepy, but yes. that's not here right now. So I'm I feel glad that. about that. And no. how do you feel right now? Um, I'm feeling exaggerated almost. Mm. I don't know exactly because it's not like a real describing word. It's more of like, but like I feel exaggerated in like the work and stuff that I'm doing. It's okay. like way more over the top and more like complex than I've ever done work before. Mm. So like I'm doing assignments that are due like in February because I'm not trying to fail in 2018. And so I was like, I have periods of time where I can like actually do work. So I've been doing a shit ton of homework. And so you gotta harness that energy while it's right because when it's gone, it's gone. And like I'm gonna be sitting there looking at a screen like eyes glazed over trying to question like it, like is God real? Like while I'm trying to type a paper, and you're like, why? Why is this right now? Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> I, I need to get this paper done. So I'm yes. trying to do it while I'm still like, oh yes, everything is fine, everything is yes. pure, everything yes. is in balance. Which we're gonna have a like off air conversation that I had with another person that kind of messed me up, but I don't yes. want to be messed up by myself, so I'm gonna tell you yes. later. Yes, let's talk about it. <laughs> but yes, I feel exaggerated. I'm here mm-hmm. for it. It's a good word. Yes, it's a good feeling. 
Look at us. Look at us just flourishing in 2018. I love 2018. It's, so far. it's the year of the dog. It's also the year, my year. Oh, yes. Like, what does that mean? Like, chi- like the, the, um. Yeah, but what does the dog mean? Um, so basically, like, the dog itself is very, like, loyal mm. and playful and spontaneous. Okay. It's very much me. I'm like, as a, like, as a human being. So, um, it's, yes, very much me. Um, and so I was talking to my friend Kate, and Kate was like, yeah, like, 2007, like, 2017 was, like, not my, like, Chinese Zodiac year. Mm. And I was like, girl, you were born in 94. I was born in 94. Is it the year of the dog? I had a whole <laughs> breakdown <laughs> moment of, like, realizing that it was the year of the dog. And I was like, this is it. And also, I can yes, only 94. Flourish. I rarely get to feel old. Well, I am, I am old, but I rarely get to <laughs> wait, feel wait. I rarely get to, like, you know, everyone else always make, you know, Cody and Darren are always, like, yeah. you know. You're so young, so I don't get to harness. No, that like you, else. you get you're so young. They'd be like, you are a baby, and I'm exactly. just like, okay, you, I, can't, <laughs> like, I okay. can't disagree. I'm like, this is okay. True. So the year of the dog, loyalty, yes. energy, also here. Yes, for that. I feel like it's one of those years where you like grow in like, in like it's not like the new no, like New Year's new friends kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's more of like the New Year. You gonna flourish with the people you got, yes. or you ain't got nothing else. Yes, and I like that. especially in the political climate, that was why mm-hmm. I asked that question mm-hmm. last season of like intentionality and stuff that. like that. Yeah. So, you want to tell people the rundown of the segments? Yes. So, what we're going to do is. We're first going to have an appetizer. Yes. And we will get um, just kind of a nice, smooth start into our topic today, which is a friend inventory. Yes. So inventory. stay tuned for an official definition and kind of interpretation of that. And then we'll take a break mm-hmm. where you'll get some potential spontaneous content from us. <laughs> and then we'll come back and have dinner, which is where you can think of as the main course, the bulk of our conversation of the meal, if you will, to continue with that. And we're going to be unpacking our own friend Venturis and mm-hmm. kind of reflecting on who we give our space to, who we give our time to, et cetera, through kind of these different categories from a source that Isaac will also explain later. Yes. And then we'll take another break and then we'll come back with a dessert, which is just a lighter, sweeter finish to the very heavy kind of meal that we're potentially going to have. If there's any possible way that I could just cut and record that and keep that and be like, <laughs> nobody else gets to do that, like, segments. It's only Lily. Lily's the only one who gets to do it. Well, thank you. Yes, because that was amazing. So, let's get into the appetizer. Let us. So, when it comes to friendship relationships, mm-hmm. I feel like that is not what I was trying to say. Friend relationships, friendship relationships, friend relationships. <laughs> Tracking. <laughs> yes. What are your New Year's resolutions about? Okay. So I had a lot of, um, when I would reflect on 2017, I was thinking of them in highlights. And when I was looking forward to 2018, I was thinking about my hopes for the mm-hmm. year. And I think my most general hope is just to continue to cultivate deeper friendships. Right. Because I think I got a good start on that in 2017 Mm -hmm. and it was so fulfilling in ways that surprised me you know I have always I think I've always been a very serious person who Mm -hmm. likes deep intentional conversations but hadn't really been having that yeah with my friends but then in this season of life um maybe starting 
two years ago, um, I was like, no, you can, you, I can like tap into that more serious part of myself. And so um, I began doing that in like very casual settings in 2017. So in 2018, I want to move that forward, but in more intentional ways. Um, whether that looks like, like, I think actually it does just look like saying, hey friend, you know, I want to know you better. We've been friends for 10 years, but what do we really know about each yeah. other? Like, let's, let's dig in. And so, um, I like keep questions in my phone all the time. Like if I feel like I'm asked good questions all the time and I'll write it down or I'm watching a web series and I'll mm-hmm. write it down. And so I have a bulk of questions that I want to like intentionally go through, um, with a few friends in my life. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's what that looks like. Just trying to, yeah, cultivate deeper rather than, cause I think especially post 2016 election, I was yeah. more like, who's got to go? <laughs> and, you know, both can be snip, true snip, at the po, same like, it's time, to go. time. But I've also realized a lot of that will just work itself out. And mm-hmm. I actually don't have to work that hard exactly. at that because it's just that's naturally going to fall away. Mm-hmm. And so but, you know, what does take work that then work that I want to do is being like, well, who's still around and who can I give more time to and better time to and um yeah, I'll just learn more about myself and also my friends. Right. So those are kind of my hopes for the year. Mm-hmm. How are you thinking about that? Um, since I had a very rough 2017, mm-hmm. I had like made a lot of friends in mm-hmm. 2017 also. And right now I'm do- being more deliberate about shutting that stuff down. Like making sure that like the yeah. people know who I am <laughs> yes. and like yes. know that this is what I'm about. Um, yes. So being a lot more intentional about my time with people mm-hmm. and recognizing that like I don't have to spend a whole bunch of time with somebody to like say that they're like a really close friend of mine. Absolutely. Um, so like not like I'm very intentional about the time that I spend with my friends, but it mm-hmm. is a lot more of like I'm going to this thing and I'm spending time with you right now. Yes. But like. I don't have to spend time for you with you for two weeks now. Like mm-hmm. in my head, I'm like two weeks. Okay, good. Like <laughs> if we run into each other somewhere, great. Fine. But in two weeks, that is going to be the next time. I'm like, hey, how are you? What That's are you doing? Maybe even more scheduled or because I I tend to hook on to people, and then I'm like, okay. I want to spend all my time with you, and we yes. need to do everything together. And now I'm like. I have so many different friends. Isaac, you can go and hang out with somebody you haven't hung out with. Like these people you talk to in class. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, we should go and get lunch or something while you're in Kansas City. And I'm just like, yeah, let's do it. And then I never do it. Like that's me being like selective about my friendships. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I need to do better when there's people who are reaching out and trying to like cultivate stuff with me to actually go and do it. So like being more open to like relationships with other people. Yes. But also being like, I can't spend every waking moment with the friends that I love to spend time with. So, like, figure out that balance and, like, really just balance it all out. So, yes. That resonates. I'm, like, really into it um, at this moment. But do you want to take a break before we get, like, deep into friend inventory? Yes. Okay. We'll be back. Hey, y'all. It's break time. So, Lily is now a Rue baby. She is a baby to RuPaul's Drag Race. Yes, I am. And we have to talk about it. I'm so excited. I know you are. You, when I think of people who love this show, of course, it's you, Cody, Darren, and then my friends, Morgan and Casey. And so everyone's been trying to get me to watch the show. It's literally the best show in the world. For a long time. And it's pretty good. I've been, I've been sucked in. 
Yeah, so, it snatches you. Yeah, buy your wig. Because actually, you know, me, you, and Ann tried to. Well, we did watch. <laughs> well, we, were supposed, watch, to, we, were, we were supposed to hang out and watch RuPaul's Drag Race almost all night, and we basically talked all night yes. and then watched one episode of which I was definitely asleep. <laughs> and then you, I think you all start, tried to start a second episode, and I was fully asleep. <laughs> you were gone, and then we tried to walk out of your house, <laughs> and I literally woke you. up and was like, "Are you are you leaving right now with my door?" Unlocked, knowing how I feel about potentially being murdered at any time. Right. And so, um, yes, so that was what, season four? That was season, yeah, the beginning of season that four. That was episode one of season four, so yes. I have no recollection except. So I'm very, I mean, vain is the word when it comes to RuPaul and maybe outside of RuPaul. I just, my first, you know, my initial impression is based on looks exclusively. Mm-hmm. So I remember that night, I was like, and I right now I can't remember the look, but I remember loving Fifi's look. And you and Anne were like, mm. interesting. <laughs> I wonder how you'll feel about that soon. And I immediately knew Fifi must be a problem. So um, the season I've gotten through all the way is All-Star Season 2. Yes. And <laughs> as predicted, Fifi is a whole problem. I no longer like Fifi. I want to be very clear. Yes. And the thing is, if you go watch go watch season four, you'll realize that the Fifi from All Stars 2 was better than that Fifi. That's interesting. Exactly. Because all I'm thinking about is that acapella. <laughs> that was horrible. Ooh, and yeah, I bad. still think Fifi, well, Coco should have known better than that twirl dance and that <laughs> pink thing. <laughs> so maybe Coco, Coco did love. deserve to go home, but it I kind of would have sent Fifi home over Coco. But let's see, who are my favorites? So <laughs> I'm definitely, um, I gravitate towards those who tend to go home early <laughs> or tend or need to go home early. So I love Roxy. And oh, as much yes. as I love Roxy, Roxy should not have made it to the finals. I'm happy that you got that. Roxy should not have made it to the finals, and I can accept that. I also, I really love Tatiana. So Tatiana should have been in the finals. But then it came down to, it must have been Alaska who sent Tatiana home over. Alaska sent Tatiana home. Which is smart in the sense of, you know, if you're thinking strategy, Tatiana's better than Roxy. And so if Alaska was going to be potentially threatened, you know, yada, yada. Um, Katya, I think Katya should have won. And they, I can't remember who had the choice now, but they had an opportunity. I think it must have been Detox had an opportunity to send Alaska home and did not. And that was the moment. That was a mistake. That was like All-Stars 2, like, hiccups. Like, where everybody was like, we're mad at Detox for not sending Alaska home. But, like, she was like, well, she's been doing so well in the competition. Relaxica Tox is always going to be Relaxica Tox. And nobody's going to, like, pretend like Relaxica Tox isn't Relaxica Tox. Yes. But... You know, so that's what it good. is. And so right now I'm in season eight. I think I'm three episodes in. So based off episode one, I was like, I love Nasha. <laughs> End of the episode. Nasha, sashay away. And I was like, damn it. I've done it again. <laughs> I have gravitated towards the person who goes home first. But spoiler alert slash plot twist. Nasha gets to come back because... Two queens were so terrible that they both got sent home. That and double I predicted elimination that was hilarious. Because I was like, how are you boring on I Will Survive? You deserve to go home. So I'm glad that Dax is gone. Layla was just like boring and forgettable, so it was fine. Layla has done, done a lot better after RuPaul's Drag Race. I um, can see that. She's in Bob the Drag Queen's Purse First video. Okay. And she gives me a full character where she did not give me anything 
on the show. Okay. But like, who am I to judge these queens? Like, I do drag or whatever. Hey, I still want to see that. Look, Nemanja um, will be back. Ooh, should I tell see. people about that? No, I shouldn't. <laughs> like, Are I'm not even sure? gonna get deep into there because well, Nemanja is not fully together yet. But we'll she's be still soon. in. She's in the planets. We'll be soon though. Let's see. F- season eight final thoughts. I like Thorgy so. So basically, also each season <laughs> fix my your face. face but fix your face just wait remember my problem i tend to gravitate towards <laughs> the problem makers in the beginning um every season there's like two queens i get mixed up this season i was getting thorgy and robbie mixed up and then i was getting dax and naomi mixed up which no shade to naomi because dax is a mess i know who <laughs> naomi is now yes. but robbie and thorgy would be very confusing to me one i do not like robbie Except Robbie can skate. Robbie can good goddamn Robbie skate. Robbie can skate. Thorgy, so far, is just really fun and stuff. But basically, off of things that I've heard, that's not always going to be The thing true. about, the thing is, and the biggest critique of Thorgy, because she is on All Star Season 3. Coming up? Yes. So she's going to be in that. Um, one of the wait. biggest critiques of her is nothing other than the fact that she is a white person with dreadlocks. Oh, right. And yeah. also that. So to watch this show is to ignore... All of the isms. Because I have to. Because it's like... I mean, that's also engaging in, quite literally, all media. Yeah. But, like, Thorgy is one of those things where it's like, Thorgy is hilarious. She is a great character. She has a great personality. But every time I see those dreadlocks, I'm like, sis, I'm angry. (laughs) I'm so mad at you. And who else? Oh, Acid Betty. Okay, this is my problem with Acid Betty. Acid Betty is not necessarily wrong. Mm -mm. But it's so bitchy. Okay, so... Well, I don't do well with mean. <laughs> so much of the show is really, really mean. So yeah. there's a lot of parts that I just, I can't get into that. But who do I like right now? I'm happy Nisha's back. She's beautiful. And I can't even remember. But basically, I do not know who wins this season. And so I'm glad. So I'm excited to be surprised. Because I know all of the other seasons. Because season eight started with bringing back all of the former queens for the photo shoot. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Derek is so boring. Okay, Britney Spears impersonator, we get it. Do something different. <laughs> yeah, impersonators aren't the Oh, Kim Chi. So I was waiting I've, for you to say that because I was like, I know you like Kim Chi. I know you do. I like Kim Chi. I like Kim Chi as a person. What I'm learning is, so Acid Betty and Kim Chi have different styles of drag, of course. Exactly. But, but their styles of drag are not exactly my aesthetic. Like, I'm very much into, like, Nisha, like mm-hmm. a very like fish, yeah, yeah. So I like the artistry, like gender queer kind of drag um, that I get from like people like not necessarily Kimchi, but like Acid Betty in particular, yeah. and then Milk. I'm not there yet. If you know who Milk is, um, Milk is going to be on All Star season three because like everybody just knows like the moment Christmas happened and I was like sitting at the Christmas table and everybody's like Isaac, oh my gosh, are you so excited for New Year's? I'm like, no, I'm excited for 30 days. And they're like, what happens in 30 days? I'm like, All Star season three gets released. <laughs> and I'm, they were like, countdown. what? And I was like, you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> like I was <laughs> like, you don't understand it. Like January 25th. And they're like, Isaac, what's All Star season three? Rupert Paul's drag race. What's drag? I was like, I forgot my family was like this. And then I had to like pull myself back. But yes, Milk is like one of those who does like gender queer kind of drag. And that's like my, more of my kind of thing. Yeah. But like it says, like there's a different taste and I mean, you have to be able to serve all of it. there's a lot of different aesthetics and I'm into the most basic. <laughs> and I can accept that. Yeah. But it's okay. Yeah. High fashion. Fish. You'll like season seven. Okay. You'll like oh, season yeah, seven. Oh yeah, that's Mm-hmm. You'll like season seven. But anyway, 
I'm happy we could have this discussion because yes. I've been waiting. You've been waiting on this I've for been a very, waiting. very, very long time. Yeah, so I'm so happy we got to do that. Look at us. Look at us. Cultivating this part of our friendship. Oh, yes! Because, <laughs> you know, friend mentors. Oh, my gosh, amazing. Well, if you want more of this fun and light conversation, yes. go and check out patreon.com mm-hmm. slash the underscore table underscore pod and become a patron. Then you can get more of me and Mama Lee hey. out here in these streets. Talking about RuPaul's Drag Race. Exactly. Like, and I, more. I can't wait until it's like I can just get a microphone and have like me, you, Cody, and Darren, and just sitting at a table, yes. like breaking down like an episode of RuPaul's Drag Race. Because I feel like Let's that would be it. like That's very coming. important. That's for us yeah, next. Yeah, we're going to do that next. It'll yes. be good. Because there's like, there's some podcasts that talk about RuPaul's Drag Race, but like, they don't talk about it like we do. Exactly. <laughs> so, let's get back to the show. And we're back. So, Lily. Yes. What is a friend inventory? A friend inventory. So, it's a clear fusion of the words friend and inventory. And, you know, a lot of people have a many uh, interpretations of this. But for me... When I think about a friend inventory, it's my moment or opportunity to think very intentionally about not only what am I getting out of the friendships in my life, but what am I giving? Mm-hmm. And so I think the first time I even had the idea of doing something like this, I didn't even have the terminology friend inventory until you and I had talked yeah. how many ever months ago. Um, but it was me not wanting to drop the ball. And so, because I'm in graduate school, which means I've been in school a very long time, what I have come to terms with is how a lot of friendships will be in transition. Mm -hmm. So things are always moving because people have to always move away. Like, being one of the few locals, um, that means that not everyone is from Kansas City, so they're usually just coming to the area for a moment, and then they're going to leave. Right. true of my time at K-State, true of my time in Lawrence at KU. And so I remember, so I would say the, the like, 97% of my friends are either in Kansas City, Lawrence, Wichita, Topeka, Manhattan. So mm-hmm. those are all two and a half hours of each other. Yeah. And then outside of that, I have a few friends, Salt Lake City, Seattle, right. Houston, Chicago, you know, spread all around, um, not to forget anyone. And so I would be like, I wanted to just look at each city and say, who's there? And how can I, um, like, keep those relationships sustained? Right. Particularly as I had more and more friends moving away, mm-hmm. I didn't, I either didn't want to drop the ball or I needed to figure out how to sustain that connection. Or like, what does this look like? So if you live in another state now, is it just that we become more intentional about doing FaceTime? Or is it that we, I want to just commit to sending you a, a card in the mail? Or, you know, mm-hmm. so I thought if I could visualize it because I'm visual then maybe that would help. So that was my original kind of idea about what a friend inventory was or why I wanted to use it. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't missing anyone. Um, and I think the way I think of it now is still pretty similar to that, but on a more, on a deeper level of like, what do I get from this friend? Right. Um, and how can we 
do more of that? Mm-hmm. And, you know, are we actually tapping into... Talents is the word that comes up, but it's not really, you know, are we really tapping into the the best uses of this friendship? Right. If not, how can we alter that? Yeah, that so, like, l- like um, I don't know who said this once. I want to say it was Jake. He was like, you're learning me better. Mm-hmm. Like, and so, like, by learning your friendships, you learn how to navigate and work with them. Yeah. And I think that's, like, a big part of Friendventory, too, is, like, recognizing, like, the reciprocal nature of like how you treat each other totally. or if it's not even present um like because right, it's not reciprocal uh, if it's not reciprocal and then if you want to keep that friendship how do you make it reciprocal do you like only talk to this person about these things stuff mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. so um but a big thing and um like not necessarily my words but there's this thing called the good men project which right. i don't I'm like why i only gotta be men but that's not the point <laughs> um they approached the uh, friend inventory from an entrepreneur kind of thing, like sense, okay. which I'm like, Ugh. like I don't need my friends to actually be useful, like in the sense of like being used as like a thing right. to get me to somewhere else. Exactly. But like, it is a good thing to talk about, like how friendships are vital and how they sustain you in more of a self care kind of sense, rather mm-hmm. than it being like sustainable in your growth in like business. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's kind of like. You have to recognize your, like, vital friends and the ones that play a certain role in certain areas. Yeah. Which I think that we should do Yeah, let's today. do that. For sure. Yeah. Okay. We're going to go there. <laughs> so, we're going to go here, like, very quickly. But not really, because I feel like we're going to be, like, sitting here. I'm going to cry eventually. I don't know why. I think that's okay. Yeah. It's, well, mainly what... I'm trying to remember when I started thinking about this idea... I think it's a fusion of two things, especially in the past two years. One, um, you know, elections are useful. So elections are painful, but they're also useful. True, no. Um, especially for, I think, someone like us, who I consider us similar in the sense that we're both very social, mm-hmm. we're both very outgoing, mm-hmm. which means that we know a lot of people. Too many. And so <laughs> as I've gotten older, I've had to learn how to distinguish between saying, I have a lot of friends versus I just happen to know a lot of people versus I just have a lot of people I could hang out with. But, you know, all those being different things. And so I think I've been trying to be more intentional about, like, no, who is my friend? Mm -hmm. Like, versus just someone who I got dinner with them once or, you know, whatever. But um, a friend inventory for me also. So it looks very different in different seasons of life, right? Right. If I were doing this in undergrad or even before 25 which is why I think this is amazing that you're at a space now being able to do this it would look yes. really different because for me I would say post 25 I'm 27 now um, was a shift in the sense that my <coughs> friendships became more kind of intense and real so mm. I feel like I have friends now who are getting married, who are having babies, who are getting divorced, who are having miscarriages, who their parents are going through divorce. Like, you know, they're going through these far (coughs) more intense things than (coughs) I had really... Oh, they're losing loved ones, you know, (coughs) than I had really ever gone through before. (coughs) I'm sorry, I'm dying. No, it's okay. (coughs) You want to take a break? No, I'm good. Okay. Hold on, one more. (coughs) Okay, I'm fine. Listen, you know, I've been fighting a cough for a week, so Uh. that's real. I do have cough drops. Um, but basically, I have friends who are going through really intense things, meaning that they need more of me, mm-hmm. and I need to figure out how to do that for them. Versus when I think of being younger and like 
the bulk of my friendships, it was like, who do I have to go out to eat with? Right. That's all you do in college. Like, you know, I want to say that was me in college. Like, you know, I didn't have a lot of really serious things that I was dealing with. So I was just looking for people to hang out with for fun. Mm -hmm. But now my friendships require more intentional reciprocity. Right. I want to be prepared to give that because I haven't had to ever think about that before. So fair. No, that's real because I think the reason why I'm so into this idea of a inventory and understanding the vitalness like of my friends Mm -hmm. is because in undergrad, the whole entire point was just to do stuff. Like we're going to get to do all these things and all this other stuff. So I was friends with people I couldn't stand. Yeah. On purpose because I knew they could get me to something. Mm -hmm. And then when I kind of like processed all of that for myself I came to the conclusion that no that's not how I want to be like I don't want to feel like I have to be friends with somebody for a purpose like I want to be friends with them on purpose yes and like making that a very clear distinction was like my point and so whenever I got to KU for the first time and I started meeting people I met really good people really really fast and I was like purposeful, 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 purposeful. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't need no more friends. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm fine. I'm good where I'm at. But something that um, Aaron had said in an earlier episode in this season was that, like, wise people gravitate to you. Mm. And it's more of me trying to figure out if it's wisdom or if people gravitate to me because I'm an empath and I will give Mm -hmm. to people to the point that I can't help like myself. Right. And so recognizing that is something that I'm doing a lot in in 2018. So I'm happy to be doing this friend inventory with you yeah. because you're one of my vital friends. Yes, likewise. Yes. So. Yeah, that's spirit of discernment. Look. That's important. But, um, so basically there is descriptions of vital friends. And, um. So this is, yeah, we want to be clear. This yeah. is based off of. What you said, the Goodman Project. It's a Goodman Project. They were talking about vital friendships. And then the week, there is a book. It is called, hold on. I should just know this, but I don't. Um, I'm going to find it. Un momento. Why am I like this? Okay. It's called Vital Friends, the People You Can't Afford to Live Without. Mm. And um, it goes and breaks down different kinds of friendships and the importance of those kinds of friendships in your life and moving forward. Mm. So, like, using it as an entrepreneur, like, is interesting because I don't understand how like friendships like that would work. But um Yeah, no kidding. But like here I understand it very importantly because like I work as a social worker and I yes. do social services and I have to come home to people who are not going to put me back in the spaces that I have to go through at work. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. that's very important to me. But um yeah, let's start with the builder. What is the builder? The builder is hold on. It's basically a coach, like that person who's going to like. So who are the coaches you? in our life? Mm-hmm. Do you want to go first, or you want me to go first? Okay. So when I think about the coaches in my life, um, those are my. So I've always, since high school or even elementary, as I like really think about it, I love be, building like. Um, relationships with my teachers Mm -hmm. and so I've been so fortunate to have some of the best teachers and which means I've had really really good mentors and from those mentors official and unofficial um those have turned into friendships Mm -hmm. and so um when I think about the coaches in my life and the 
one thing I really want to make clear is we're going to, you know, go through each of these categories. And I have, I do have the privilege of having so many friends that serve many different roles. And so there are many people who I think could fit into several of these categories. Literally every single one. (laughs) (laughs) But for the sake of us, you know, kind of doing this, I'm going to limit it to a few folks for each. Mm -hmm. And so when I think about my coaches, for me, that's Darren. Katie and Deborah, and all yes. of these people. Um, Deborah was my writing center director at K State. Katie was my creative writing teacher at K State, and Darren is a professor of creative writing at KU. So mm-hmm. actually, we've not—I've not had Darren as a professor, but we've um, definitely worked together in other academic contexts. And all of these people um, are clearly like you know professionals. They're older than I am. We mm-hmm. get to like they have that wisdom. Um, that I trust, and we're, but we're also genuinely friends, right? Which is what helps. Like when I think of all of them, and Katie and Deborah, um, I call them my fifty-year-old lady friends because <laughs> I, I love intergenerational like relationships right. too. I think it's so important to be connecting with folks of other generations, um, and so you know that that even gets more. I'm like they're like a a mentor and a teacher and a mom and a friend and an aunt and a sister. Like you know, it, it feels so. On many levels, and those two in particular, because they know each other, mm-hmm. um, and I'm very close with both of them. I try to I make sure it's balanced. Right. So if I take a trip with one, I make sure I take a trip with the other. If I'm in town, they both live in Manhattan. To see one, I want to make sure to see the other. And mm-hmm. so um, sometimes it feels flipped where I feel like this must be like to have kids. Like <laughs> you want to make sure <laughs> you are spending time equally. Right. You know, because they're they're so vital. So I would say those are. A few of the coaches in my life okay. come to mind first. Who is a coach for you? Okay, so coaches for me outside of professors, because like my big thing is professors are big coaches in my life. They yes, but sometimes like the friendships don't establish themselves until I'm gone. Like mm-hmm. it's like, mm-hmm. oh, you're not in my class anymore. Now I can actually talk to Isaac in like real like life settings and stuff yeah. like that. But my coaches currently. Are you? <laughs> um, Cody and Darren. They do. Darren is, Darren, Darren is a coach. coach. Darren basically embodies the builder category. Yeah. Um, but it's like one of those things where I only talk to y'all when I am like in like this distressed moment where I'm like, I don't know what to do next. Mm-hmm. I have no idea how to like process through it. I like don't know how to deal with it. And like... I will text Darren or Cody and be like, can I ask you a question, mm-hmm. please? Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, yeah, go ahead. You can ask me anything, like, like all the time. But it's like, I just want you to be sure yeah. that I can ask this question. And I'll ask something and they'll just give me vital questions mm-hmm. that make me process through it further, mm-hmm. which then will make me have an answer that I kind of came to by myself. Mm-hmm. But it was done through, like, the processing of the builder itself, um, themselves. So, like, I appreciate all y'all. I literally go over li- to Lily's house when I'm like having anxiety attacks. I'm just like, help me. I'm like, let's just sit here. Let's, <laughs> like, let's talk. Let's chill. And I get there. And it's so yeah. like, and y'all are so vital in just me navigating through like my journey through school because like y'all have all done it. Like mm-hmm. y'all get it. Yeah. And it's not like what I go through isn't like uncommon. It's just like, yeah. Yeah, these are like parts of it, and like this is how I dealt with it, or this is how I'm dealing with it now, and like. That's perfectly said. It's not uncommon. I think that's what is useful about a coach is they help you see that this is not when you're not the only one mm-hmm. experiencing this thing for the first time ever in the history of the world. Yeah, and that therefore they can coach you through 
it's possible to yeah, get through it. Like, people have gotten through this. Yeah. Here's how. But, like, this might not work for you. How do you think you can get through mm-hmm. it? That's and really it's, critical about a coach. Yes. Like so, and, like, besides the fact that, like, I've had coaches for most of my life, and now that I don't have one, mm-hmm. I'm like, help mm-hmm. me. <laughs> like, yeah, I, know. I don't know it's what's going on. Kids. Yeah, it's like when I don't have a coach, I'm like, there's no guidance in my life. Yeah. I have too much freedom. Help me. Yeah. So then I no, go. That's to, what I, yeah. think I love about mine is even although they're, I found them in academic context. I know that they'll still be around outside of academic context because we've established these mm-hmm. friendships. And I'm like, you give good advice. Yeah. <laughs> or you help me think through things in productive ways. Yeah. So, the next friend is the champion. The champion. So, who always cheers us on? Yes. So, I'm going to, yeah, to think through these, I have to reformat them into questions. Yeah, that which is probably best. <laughs> and so, when I think about who always cheers me on, oh, man, that's my friend Becca. She is my, like, most persistent encourager. When I am down... So what I started doing in 2017 is I created an affirmations doc. Mm-hmm. You know me at all. You know I'm obsessed with words of, like, love languages. Okay. <laughs> and my love language um, is for sure words of affirmation. Okay. And. Um, Noted. Keeping people know that. Yeah. Head. So it's like I need my two are really uh, words of affirmation and the acts of service. Basically, I need you to tell me <laughs> how much you love me and then prove it. <laughs> <with the company. laughs> um, but Becca is just so encouraging. Like, when I am unsure she is sure mm-hmm. um and so what i do with this doc is basically when anyone says anything nice to me or okay. encouraging i write it down in my doc and so when i'm feeling particularly insecure or something like that i go back and i'll be like no th- this is what this is what they've had to say um so becca just just embodies that most naturally my friend marilyn also does that marilyn's also a woman of color grad um phd student and we go back to undergrad. We graduated at the same time. So because we're in the same phase, mm-hmm. um, she knows exactly what she's encouraging me in. Like, we're both literally building our doctoral exams right now. So um, I don't want to say everyone else is a blind encouragement, but they just believe in me in general. But, mm-hmm. like, when Marilyn is encouraging me, like, she's like, I know you have to read 120 texts right now because right. she does too, and we can do this. Mm-hmm. And so it's like she sees it, um, and that encouragement is also very useful because I think one of the hardest parts about being a grad student is I'm like, people don't actually understand what I have to do. Right. You know, even if they want to, they really just still don't get it. Um, So having another grad student who fulfills that encouragement role is great. Um, My parents always believe in me. Look. Especially my mom. Um, So I can't forget that. And then thinking... Um, my friend Jamisha, who's also a woman of color grad student, we we've established like virtual c- accountability. Yes, where we just check in via Facebook Messenger. Okay, and say, hey, what are you going through? Let's check in today. You're doing great. And so practicing affirmation because I mm-hmm. do think that that's something we have to practice is useful. And then last, my friend Rob, man, he is like potentially my most fierce supporter. He's mm-hmm. always we've all and we've only known each other a few years, and that's been. Um, Good to just, like, really get to know each other in that way. And especially when I'm real hard on myself, he tells me the truth. Like, I don't I do not do well with doing things I don't want to do. Fair. And Rob will be like, guess what? You've got some shit you got to do that you don't want to do, but you're capable of doing it. And I'm like, 
okay. <laughs> he's like, even if you were to, mind you, I know all these things because I put them in my doc. So he says these things and I'm like, can you text that to me? <laughs> or pause, I'm typing what you're saying. Right. And he's like, even if you were to fall flat on your face, you would be like superior to everyone else's bullshit. And it's like, you know, he, it's like a very <laughs> over the top thing, but it connects with me. Mm-hmm. And after so long, I'm like, I believe him. Right. Like he believes in me and that's really mm-hmm. helpful. It's because uh, a lot of the times, and I know, like, for me, I don't know if this is necessarily, necessarily true for you, but, like, I feel like for academics sometimes, mm. you get so bogged down in, like, staying relevant within the academic space. Oh, yeah. Like, and so you, like... We're like, never short for ideas. Right. Our research ideas, who cares about them? Right. And so you're just like, I don't even know why I'm doing this. Like, yeah. I'm constantly questioning myself. Imposter syndrome and, like, yep. existing in spaces. Yep. Like, so you have to have a champion. You like, you to. have to have those people. And, like, most of my champions are the ones who are not even, like, there. Mm. So, like, in, like, the same spaces of, like, academia. So, mm-hmm. like... One of my champions is, like, Rachel. Yes. And Rachel is all the way in D.C. Yes. But Rachel, like, I say I'm doing something, and Rachel's like, yes, get it, work. You got it. You're going to win. There's no possible way that you will lose. Yes. Um, I think she's, like, the main person who sends me stuff on, like, through Twitter. Somebody will say, like, looking for, like, new writers for this thing. And it'll be in my message. I'll be tagged in it. Yes. She'll mention me in the, like, message below her and be like, he would be perfect for this. And I'm just like... Oh, no. Yeah. no, 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 no. I don't want to do that. Like, that support. But it's like one of those things like Rachel is that main person who will like drag me through support. Yes. Like I've never been drug through support mm-hmm. until I met Rachel. <laughs> drug through support. I love it. It's love like, it. and like the one of those things where it's like, Everybody, like, well, at least me and Sarah will be like, gosh, I, like, Rachel's so extra. She has, like, so much energy. Mm-hmm. She, like, says all these things. And then at the same time, like, I appreciate every single moment of it. I complain. Yes. And I appreciate every single ounce of it. Yes. So she is the champion of all champions in my I life. That. <sighs> that. It's fantastic. Yes. Anyway, moving on, we are, wait, is it the collaborator? So, like, somebody who you can co-conspire with, if that means blowing up the world or making it better. Collaborators? Like, maybe who we enjoy doing the same thing? Yes. Okay. That's Jocelyn, my best friend. We're both TV junkies. We like to chill. So, I think this is important because I'm a homebody, mm-hmm. right? So, like, if you want to be my friend and hang out, you got to be cool with, like, coming to my house. Right. <laughs> and watching TV or just talking or Something chill. So, um, TV is a big connector. Mm-hmm. Is that the one connector or collaborator? I connector collaborator. I mean, like I somebody who you work with, who like yes. you can connect with and like do work well with. I feel like that's where I'm at when I think about collaborator. But like the in unindicated oh, wait, no, collaborator. Co- what are I you got... thinking of? The companion? No. Where are we at? You're at the connector. There is a connector. Repeat wow. the one that you just said. To the me. collaborator. And what's that one? <laughs> the collaborator is the co-conspirator. Okay, yeah. So this is, yeah, things, people that you, like, hang out with because you share interests. Yes. Okay, yeah. So that's just, so basically TV. Um, my friend Elisa, who's also working on her PhD. Um, <laughs> I was just telling Elisa this the other day. This is terrible. <laughs> I was like, girl, when I first met you, I just knew I wouldn't like you. <laughs> And I told her oh. that straight up because it was true. And I have not been more wrong. So one of the things that I pride myself on is I have a damn good radar. 
and I guess it's also called being judgmental, but like basically I'm going to give you an initial read and I have everything that I need to know. And I have been right 98% of the time. Like when I trust my gut and I go with it, I'm right. One of the times I was wrong was with Elisa. So we're like opposite in the sense that she's a very serious, academic, disciplined, all of the perfect things that I wish. I am not like that at all. I do Mm -hmm. things when I want to do them. But she loves TV. And that shocked the hell out of me when I figured that out. And so we collaborate well over that. Um, And then I think we've already talked about TJ Maxx. But (laughs) Martha and I will go shopping there. And I think that's something, you know, I also think about like Cody. Yes. Restaurants because we enjoy the same experiences. Uh-huh. And then my friend Steph, for all the same reasons, we enjoy the same kind of food, enjoy the same TV. Yeah. So these are just folks who I'm like, oh, we hang out because we like the same thing. Yeah. So, like, my collaborators are people, in my opinion, who can go to like the rabbit hole with me and jump in and we're mm-hmm. holding hands together. Mm-hmm. So, my collaborators are like Brandon. Brandon is, like, the one person who will take me somewhere and be, like, push me in and then jump in behind me and be, like, we're going to go on this adventure together. I'm just, like, no. No, 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 no. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to go this far. But, like, that's who I am as a person. I, like, see myself as a collaborator Mm -hmm. or, like, at least somebody who's going to make you think really hard. And so to have somebody who does that more than I do is helpful because that means that we're talking all the time and I'm processing with them all the time. Well, let's also connect that then to, because another one of the categories um, is the mind opener. That too. I feel like, yeah. So for me, it's like very much the same thing. Um, Because when I think about people who challenge me or, you know, like help me think about things, um... That's yet again Marilyn. Mm-hmm. Marilyn and I, this we do this every time. Oh, yeah, girl, I'll just come over for 30 minutes real quick. Six hours later, uh, I'm leaving Marilyn's house. Literally, we've not been able to hang out fewer than three hours. We hang out, like I a typical that. hangout is three to six hours. Oh, my gosh, I love that. And it's just because we're chatting, we're opening our minds, we're challenging mm-hmm. ourselves. And also, Michael Wade Smith does this for me. Oh. I, he asks really good questions. So... <laughs> Michael and I are both so intense in a way that a casual hangout becomes an interview. <laughs> but we but we love that. Like it's Yeah, like I'd be it. into it. And like so he opens my mind in ways that one of the questions So say the first question is like, Who was your childhood best friend? And the last question is, Do you see more peace in your past, present, or future? And I'm like, Okay. Let me and you know, I love this. So I have answers to that and things. Yeah. But those moments help open mind. Yeah, that's like mind. a good mind opener. So yeah, I think the collaborator and the mind opener can somehow... Yeah, I feel that. like I definitely feel like it probably overlaps especially in our sphere of stuff in academia mm-hmm. because when you're collaborating you're talking about things and people ask you questions to make you go further yep. and collaborate on ideas means that you have to go further. Totally. And so I feel like at least in the academia headspace that is like a direct like boat, like you know how they like, what do you call them? The Venn diagrams? Yeah, Venn diagrams. Is those the ones with the circles? They, they literally are on top of each other. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. So, like, um, it's just nice to have those kinds of people. Because I know, like, there's some people in my classes, Trinity. Mm. Trinity will snatch my edges and drag me through mind opening. <laughs> and I'm just like, this is fine. This is where I want to be. Like, right. I'm like, I'm, I'm so happy to be here. here. I'm just yeah. down here on the ground, yes. like, crying, and it's good. <laughs> like, I kid you not. Every time that I'm in the car with Trinity going to or from class, we deep dive and then walk into the classroom. I'm just like, why am I here? Right, because like, I just had class I just had in class the car. in the car. And then we get back in the car. I'm like, 
we still have a class. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm literally in school always. Yes. With Trinity Carpenter. <laughs> I'm always in school. In and I live for it. Yes. So, um, See, I yes. I just wanted to make that connection because I was seeing that They're very much connected. I'm happy we did that. So, next one that might have connections. Okay. <laughs> the Companion. That's the best friend. The person who will get you out of jail at 3 a.m. because <laughs> you are about that life. Hey, best friends, Jessalyn, we've known each other since the eighth grade. Mm-hmm. We're like, like our families are intertwined. We literally spend like holidays together with each other's family. If one of us, like we don't have to be there for us to show up at each other's right. family events. Um, that's my ace. Betty, who we've known each other Eight years now? We met in Mm -hmm. 09. Um, We just... One, Betty is so kind. Like, it's easy to be Betty's friend. Yeah. Um, And she's just a very good friend to me. But we also enjoy a lot of the same things. But she's just the most wonderful. Um, Cody... We talk every day. Ever since Mm -hmm. March. We commute... If Cody is... You know, if we're both in town and not on vacation or something... We communicate somehow every day, and then for a while it was seeing each other every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, that's clear. And then Becca. Becca and I joke about this all the time, but and I think I first thought of it when there's this quote from Sex in the City, like, you know, what if our, you know, men are just, like, supposed to be your best, wait, Basically, what if your girlfriends are like your soulmates and men are just like the people you hang out with? And That's like, literally my life. Becca's my soulmate. Right. Like, we're just, we're sisters. Our hearts just know each other. And the thing mm-hmm. is, like, Becca and I did not start well. <laughs> we, um, I think she was really concerned. I didn't like her. There was, she was maybe like, does she even like me? You know? Mm-hmm. But we worked it out. And then we were roommates for a while with a few other um, women because we were attending, attending the same church at the time. But, yeah, it's just, you know, you have people who you, like, really, really like. Like, you're just always excited to see them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's absolutely Becca for me and a few other people. And so yeah. she's just a very good friend and a very good sister. Yes. So who oh are your gosh. companions? Okay, look. So this list um, that I have of companions. And also, yeah, you know, it's dang, it's, like, it's, it's, like, it's so seasonal. It's yeah. It's also what I want. Well, so, kind of. Companions. Yeah. Companions are, like, ones who kind of stick around, and that's kind of, like, where I'm going with it. And, like, I have friends from high school who are still my friends, and I don't know why. Mm -hmm. Like, those kinds of things. Like, why did you stick around to, like, watch me go through all of this? Right. And, like, my best friend, Chase. Me and Chase are complete and utter polar opposites Mm -hmm. on every, like, factor. Like, Chase is white. He is, like very much from more Oklahoma. He was raised there, grew mm-hmm. up there. Um, he is, like, in the trucks. He's, like, a man's man. Like, mm-hmm. very just, like, who he is. Yes. Then there's me. <laughs> I am extra in the queerest way. Hey. I do not, like, I do not like masculinity. Everything is toxic when I think about masculinity. Yeah. Um, like, Anything that I do, like, I'm just, like, always questioning stuff. Chase is like, I'm just going to go do it. And we were the best of friends. Mm -hmm. We're still the best of friends. When we get together, people are like, what kind of Isaac is this? The most authentic Isaac because he takes me there. Mm -hmm. And because it's fun to be around him and he's Mm -hmm. always been that person for me. And the same thing, it's like him, Elisha, I haven't seen her in years. You don't have to. And I don't have to because the moment I have a crisis on Twitter, she'll tweet, what's really wrong with you? Right. What's going on? 
suck it up buttercup like like because they know me and they know it's like i just a really an emotional person mm-hmm. and sometimes i can't see past my emotions yeah. they quick to be like stop whining it's right. fine yeah. and i'm like okay i'm good now like yeah. it's all okay but like i don't go for the, uh, go to them when i need help because mm. they're not going to be that person for me mm-hmm. but there's still the people that like if i ever do get to see them because we don't schedule it out and we're not intentional about it. Mm-hmm. But the moment that I am and I do get to see Alicia again, I'm going to have a full mental breakdown. Yes. Like it's going to be somewhere in an airport. Tears are going to be flooding on my face. She's going to laugh. <laughs> why are you crying? And then move forward. And she's like, what is wrong with you? Like, why do you? Why are you like this? Because right. she's the reason why I question why I am like things. Because she's always like, why are you like this? And I'm like, shit, I don't know. Look, a good question. A great question. Yeah, that's hard. Because it's like, I was like, I think it's so, I really am not into like labels and categorizing. Me too. Like things like this. But I do have like, you know, there's like your besties in the moment who I think, you know, you share space with. But then I have, you know, we both clearly have lifelong friends. Like mm-hmm. my friend Tony, we three months apart, we've literally known each other our whole lives. Right. And I'm like, that's so cool to have that friendship. Like she's clearly... You know, that's why mm-hmm. we're going to be, because our moms are best friends. So, and so it's like, we're yeah. going to be best friends forever. Like, you know, it's like, I also shift some folks just to family. It's like mm-hmm. Tony's family. Same with Melissa. Like, we met in the eighth grade, and I am an only child, as are you. Yes. <laughs> but so, especially because of that, I think I'm like, this is my sister. This is my sister. You know, so. Friends are family to me. Yes. They have to be. 100%. And like, that's why the vital friendship thing for me is like, like, so much more than that because mm-hmm. it's like who is the companion well they're this part of my family tree right. and that that's that cousin so, yes. who does this this and this for me yes so i have so many friends who i'm like they're family like they just have moved into that part of my life because if like, people Lena's like that yeah. my girls like that Rebe- you know it's just like Rebecca. right especially if you have, once you have kids i'm like nieces and nephews and, and people so are like that's do. not my auntie and then right. i'm like hi <laughs> like, like, it's like, why are you at my yeah. event? Like, yeah. I don't know one, who you one, are. One to three is a hard age, but right. once they come around that three, they're about it. Yes, they're like, yes. So, yeah. Auntie so also, Lily like, this nuance within the companion of, like, friend and family as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, because, like I said, like, if I really wanted to, like, flesh out every single person that I consider a companion, it would literally be all of the people that are on this list yep. at any point in time. Yep. Because it's like, y'all with me. Yep. Regardless, and you're doing something. I don't know if y'all gonna come and get me out of jail at 3 a.m. Because some of y'all be like, sit there. Right. <laughs> like, you sit there because right. you did something stupid. And I'm like, that. Sit, <laughs> like, sit with it for a little bit. Which is also something I feel a good companion would do. Yes. But that's not the way that this website described it. But that's not the point. Um, <laughs> so this? now, the connector. So, so this is the person who helps you meet other people and yeah. connects you to other opportunities. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So when I think about who, like, yeah, helps me connect other things. Actually, I think I struggled with this one the most because first I was like, grad school is the connector. I don't know. (laughs) It's an entity. Because also I think our ability to, or, you know, when I think about, like, how do I, why are there so many people that I feel like I know? It's just like, oh, I think it's just the nature of being in grad school. Mm -hmm. Um, You're surrounded by many people. You don't really have a choice in that part. Are you the connector? Or that. <laughs> or I guess that could be it. But then also I thought about um, Cody. I think Cody does this well for me. He um, brings me together uh, with other people mm-hmm. and introduces me to people. And so, yeah. yeah. I'm sure there are others that do that, but mainly I was thinking... I had Jamila down. School or Cody. 
Yeah, Jamila is really good for me meeting new people. And that is like on a virtual scale and like an in-person scale. She's like any person that I know probably knows Jamila. (laughs) And it's like, I I probably met them through Jamila. And Jamila was like, this is a person you need to know. And I was like, bet I'm going. Mm -hmm. Like, or Mm -hmm. Cody, for example, when, well, that is how that worked. Jamila was like, oh, you're going to do this and you're going to this program? You need to talk to this person. Cody, he's over there in this office. And I was like, bet, I'm going to go there. Went there. Cody put me in contact with, like, another person who was in the program with me. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, them too. Yeah. Both That's of them. Clear. That's very clear that those are the connectors in my life. As long with many other things. Yeah, I don't know why that one was a harder one to think of. Mm-hmm. But okay. Yes. The Energizer. The energizer, you're my energizer. Hey! I mean, yes. I mean, <laughs> like, most recent example, New Year's Eve. <laughs> Lily, I hit three people <laughs> in the face and they didn't stop me. Why would they? I would have welcomed it. Uh, um, yeah, no, you're my energizer. So when I think about people who, like, you want to hang out with to have fun. That's nice. how I'm kind of thinking about the energizer. Um, so yet again, I'm a homebody, so I actually don't, my idea of fun is very different than a lot of people's idea of fun. My idea of fun on New Year's Eve is like being in a sequin jumper with a fur dripping in champagne swinging from the chandelier. Hey! That, that aesthetic is coming. Um, but really I just want to be on a dance floor and dance. And so Mm -hmm. I love doing that with you. (laughs) You're my energizer. Um... Steven. Look. So I put Steven because I was like, I feel energized when I'm around Steven. I don't even need to be doing anything. Like, you just love to see them. Steven is like, he fills me with joy. Every every time I see Steven, I get so much energy. And I'm like, oh, so I I consider that an energizer as well. And I was also thinking about my friend Mark. Um, He's a lot of fun and his family's a lot of fun. Like, Mm -hmm. I was just hanging out with them on. Friday and he's, so when I think about I think some people I'm not as high energy as I'd like to think like I kind of am but not really mm. um, but you are like a pit of energy and so and yeah. I think of Stephen and Mark kind of in that same way so mm. like folks who have that energy and who know how to have a good time yes my so my energizers Stephen is one of them yes. I remember we went to the um the brunch thing that was like the R&B thing and Mm -hmm. it had like Mm. I was like man this place is wild everything's going on oh everybody's surrounded by this person dancing is that Steven? like I was (laughs) living I was like Steven is this what? like everything that Steven does like I'm snatched like I'm just like snatched up um I like see the thing is being an energizer and recognizing that's my role right I know that there is people that I like to spend time with who might not be energizers, mm-hmm. but like like make me energize the way that I want to. So like Jake is a good example for that. Mm-hmm. Um, when so. I, uh, Jake just like gives me the opportunity to go to places and like it's not like we're always around each other and like bouncing off of each other, but when we are, it's a good time. Yeah. And like at the other periods of time, I'm off running around, swinging around, doing extra stuff, making more friends because yeah. I'm being extra right. and my energy is over encompassing like a round table and like random shit is happening. I'm not really sure what's going on. <laughs> so like I that's why being an energizer as an identity is hard. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, um and Cassie. 
Cassie is good for a good time. Yes. Cassie is good for a good time. I love that. Like, let's twirl, let's go off. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But it's a great time. Yeah. I just really like it. I love going to, like, drag shows because that's where you get the most energy. Because mm-hmm. nobody's trying to ever, like, everybody's trying to upstage themselves, so that's where the energy comes yes. from. And you're just like, I'm, I'm about to energize that. in here. But, like, you know, I'm not even in drag. I'm trying to drop into a death drop. Right. So, yeah. no, that's This is definitely life. one of those categories where what I think is so interesting about all of these categories and questions are how different my answer would have been for sure, 10 years ago, five years ago, five months ago. Right. Like, you know, how it's always rotating. And I'm like, I've had some really good energizers in my life. Keith? Keith oh, yeah. Shout out to Keith. Keith's a good energizer, too. Mm-hmm. Um, especially back in the day, looking to want to have a good time. So, yeah, these, these things just rotate. Oh, I just thought of a good okay. energizer. Who is it? Jasmine. My friend Jasmine literally... I will give you this moment in time because me and Jasmine are very similar. Yes. So just imagine two of me. So okay. we're at a frat party. That was it was like peak. That's my best friend song. Mm-hmm. Came on. I am the vocalist yes. of that song. Yes. You better. You better f- it up. Literally just like f- it up. Like I don't finish that word. I am there. Don't have to. Don't have to. You know what I'm talking about. We know. Jasmine. Jasmine, Sarah, Kyla, and Kate are all using me as a brace. I'm standing like strongest, like as strongly as possible as I can, just singing the song, screaming it into the void. I'm like, and I promise you, nobody else is dancing. <laughs> I promise you. And Jasmine, Jasmine's the main person I go to. Whenever it happens and a song comes on, she's dancing. I'm hyping her up. Mm-hmm. And that because we can bounce that energy back and forth to each other, it's like five minutes go by. I'm still at peak hype level. Mm. Like nothing is going to calm me back down. I love it. And don't have, let me have a look at my body. That's Listen. like, that's a sober. There was one time Jasmine was twerking on my, ca- like on my counter <laughs> for no good reason. And oh, we were living. Music, we were right. both living. For and that's all we do. <laughs> like, that's why Jasmine is my energizer. No, oh, yeah. my gosh. Energizers are good. Those definitely mm. have to rotate because it has to be people with youth. <laughs> because And then Which also because they come at different points. Because mm-hmm. sometimes I be tired. And I be coming, like, I come to your house sometimes. I be like, I be coming in that space like, I'm trying to be a collaborator. Yes. I'm trying to be something else. Yes, we have to be very and, and take on all of these problems. right so like when I'm tired I'm like I am not the energizer because I'm the person who's like I don't want to be here why mm-hmm. are we start this party and that's what I think is so great too about these categories is how we clearly like maybe there's one that feels more prominent to who we are but mm-hmm. they obviously can evolve and rotate and grow and retract right. so. okay we have one more okay Which it's one is it? the navigator the navigator the way that they describe this online is so funny to me <laughs> What does it say? Like a high school guidance counselor, except useful. <laughs> and I'm just thinking about all the like school school ooh, school social workers mm-hmm. that are like going into schools to be Aww. counselors. And I'm just like, are you actually useful? Yes. I'm like, uh, that's rough. <laughs> like, but thinking about guidance but useful. So who helps me make decisions and kind of make my way? So this is one where I just kind of had to conclude, like, I consult a variety of friends mm-hmm. for anything. Right. Um, I was also struggling to think of a time that I needed consultation on something 
period, but then also outside of school. Yeah. So again, school is very consuming right now. And so um, Katie and Deborah were two I think of a lot, but I'm like, I remember when I was trying to decide if I was going to shift from a master's to a PhD, like that was a huge moment of consultation mm-hmm. or navigation. Like, you know, I, I feel like my life is pretty static yeah. a lot of the times. So I always say that to people. I'm like, when people say, what's new? They actually are asking, who are you dating? Like, that's all people care about. Because I'm like, I could tell you a lot about school, but no one wants to hear that. Right. And so my life feels pretty boring and the same. And so I don't know how much consultation I actually use. Mm-hmm. And maybe I, I think that'll be something that comes up more in the coming years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just put Katie, Deborah, Jess, Cody, like if I do ask. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I consult a lot of people. Right. And it's not even um, that I want to, that I'm necessarily going to take any one person's advice, but I like to hear a variety of perspectives. Right. To affirm what I was already thinking. Yeah. My therapist is a navigator. Uh, look. <laughs> Listen, I, I was literally going to be like, my therapist, shout I'm out like, to Larry. Actually, if I think about that, yeah, I think that's therapy for me. So, therapy is where I get my navigation. my navigation. But out, outside of that, um, Javon mm-hmm. is a huge navigator in my life. Um, my friend Sonia, a huge navigator in my life because we're both in the same like program. Mm-hmm. So like just knowing that like I'm not crazy for feeling some type of way about the cultural competency in my program. Right. Because not any program is an adept at cultural competency because they all have their failures and they're all in a system that is problematic. So like me and Sonia went there and had to like flesh that out for both of us. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, but this is helping me navigate through stuff. Um, Kate, Sarah, um, both of them, they helped me navigate in two different ways. Mm -hmm. Sarah is very practical. Kate is very emotional. Mm. They helped me go. They kind of balanced me out in this way. That's why we're the three musketeers. Um, (laughs) But that, they help me balance my full self out where I get the emotions and I get where I want to be emotionally. And then Sarah's like, but what's next? How mm-hmm. are you going to move forward? What are we going to do forward? She's always thinking about the next move. Yep. And with that comes next moves in friendships and your friends' next moves. So it's very helpful to have both of those kinds of people to da- balance out my navigation. Yep. And then my mom. Mm-hmm. My mom is, she is over like... We're not going to talk about emotions today. What are you doing now? Yeah. Like, you've had all, like, you had a terrible semester and it sucked. How are you moving forward? Like, mm-hmm. it's never, we're not going to wade in the emotions. She's we're like, not going to do any of that. It is what it is. And what are you going to do? Yes. From it? And so, like, she's like, you can't change the past, move forward. She's like, that's the reason why you're depressed all the time because mm-hmm. you think you can change the past. I'm like, don't read me. <laughs> don't like, do that. <laughs> like, I didn't ask about that. But look, my good navigators are the ones that read you the fill and help you move. And then bound the pages back. Yeah. Because yeah, that's I a like good navigator. That, that is good. Yes. That's I don't even... Good. That was good. And I think, you know, what I'm going to think of after this that I couldn't quite pull together now is, you know, when having to categorize things is so rigid and doesn't right. fully capture the fullness of our friendships because I'm like, what categories are missing? Like, yeah, because you know, that's what my next question was, was what is know. helpful and unhelpful about a friend inventory? And then would you add anything to or to anything we talked about today? Like, that was something that I was thinking about because, like, for example, um, Sarah. Mm-hmm. Sarah is my builder 
She is also my navigator. She is also my companion. She is also my collaborator. Yeah. She is also, like, my energizer on certain days. Mm-hmm. Like, she can fit into a whole bunch of spaces mm-hmm. along with everybody else. Like, I feel like I have thousands of companions, and I feel like that's something I need to process through. Yeah. But, like, but we'll do that on a different day. <laughs> like, that's a different day. Um, but, yeah, like, categorizing this and making it, like, Maybe making it better on, like, the behaviors or the stuff that they do mm-hmm. and not necessarily making it about, like, them fitting into a category. Right, because what does it look like to do the inverse? So what I was, like, starting to do, but it's just going to take more time so that's something, like, I want to reflect on is what does it just look like to list a friend's name and say, what do I get out of this friendship? Mm-hmm. And so then it's not, like, a a question or, you know, something like that. Some, yeah. um Something I um, maybe had articulated recently after a really good dinner and time with friends was thinking about who are my mirrors. Mm -hmm. And that was just my way of saying, who are people who, one, sit with me in, like, deep, intentional, serious conversation and reflection? And then, more importantly, once we're in that reflection, what am I learning about myself as well as they're reflecting on who they are? Um, and that's where I feel like I have a wealth of people yeah. and wanting to know friends be- better in that sense. So maybe, I don't know if a category is like the reflector or something, because mm-hmm. in many ways, you know, a lot of people do that, um, but maybe not necessarily. <laughs> so yeah. something, so I was telling my therapist that I want to, you know, cultivate deeper relationships and maybe doing that in some kind of like formal um platform and she's like but what if your friends don't want to do that and i was thinking why would they not (laughs) wrong kind of friends they have to go and so but you know she's good at asking questions or i was telling her how i want to um so to talk about my mom for a second i tell her so a lot of people they're like you're twins you're exactly like and i'll be like not exactly (laughs) if people don't Believe me, because we sound alike, we laugh alike, we're both very outgoing, we look alike, yada yada. But once we get when I'm when I say we're different, when I really get down to the core, is like I'm a very serious. I love being a, like serious, intense person, mm-hmm. and that's not who she is. And I love having deep conversations. I do not perceive that she knows how to have deep conversations. Uh. And so, and I'll tell her that. So like on Christmas, I'm like, this is me trying to forge something. So I'm trying to ask her, you know what are your highlights of this year and what are you looking forward to? And I directly was like, do you feel like you know how to have um, deep conversations? My therapist was like, you said that to her? And I'm like, oh yeah, I'll ask anyone anything. And she's like, but what if she doesn't? Or what if she didn't want to answer your questions? What if she was insecure about this? Right, and I was just like, I don't, what's your point? Right. So, you know, I have to also be, so I'm in a space of, So I'm also a control freak, and so I love to make people do what I want them to do, but I don't want to be bossed, so that's a a thing. So I am trying to figure out in these friendships, like, how do I productively push us, and then what is me just overtaking this, or, you know, something like that. Because I do recognize everyone in my life does not have to be this very deep, intentional, serious Thing. And it's not all the time. I'm literally just asking for like a moment for us to get to know each other. Mm-hmm. But I do think in friendship, you have you were, would be willing to do that. It's yeah. Like who would not want to know their friends better if this is really what we call a friendship? Yeah. And I think I can, like 
have shaped it to be like, I want to learn my friends. Mm-hmm. And by learning my friends, I know how to deal with them better. Yeah. And not in like a deal with them as in a bad but way, to a but like to, to be a good friend and know like if they're going through something, recognize that like if they say that they're like suicidal, mm-hmm. what that means for them. Because mm-hmm. that means a lot for different people. Mm-hmm. And like things like that where it's like I know where you're at in that moment and I don't have to question what I do next. Certainly. I think to, that's what a long way of saying, and as you're saying, I think that's what a friend mentor could be useful about. Right. Which really is just a way of saying, like, reflect on your friendships, what you think they get from them, but more importantly, what you give to mm-hmm. them. Because we also have to be honest about our blind spots. Like, I am in a moment of being very honest of, like, I so far have not had to deal with a lot of death in my family. Mm-hmm. So when that happens to a friend... I do not know what it looks like to support them right. in that. And so then I try to think, well, how do you, how can you learn to be better about that? Because as I think about getting older, that's something that we're going to be experiencing. And so it's mm-hmm. like, how do I show up as a good friend saying something like that? And I don't know. Right. And so that moment of being like, I don't know, makes me want to know. Right. Want to be better because um, I don't want to be deficient in that way and then also in the same vein I try to realize you know maybe you can't you can't do everything or be everything to everyone but you should at least make efforts yeah so and show that you are there I think at the end of the day like aside of the friend mentor just being like I'm consciously thinking about being a friend. Yes. And a lot of people don't do that. Right. Um, Like, a lot of the times, and I think about this as, like, you were saying, like, you're 23 and you're thinking about this stuff. I'm like, I'm 23, but my soul is a good 67. Oh, yeah. And, like... (laughs) I think about these things all the time because, like you were saying, I was an only child, but like mm-hmm. unlike growing up in one space, mm-hmm. I moved every four years. Mm-hmm. I had to figure out how to manip- not manipulate, but manipulate mm-hmm. friends to be my friends for long term. Mm-hmm. I had to deepen and go there. And if they weren't willing to go there, sorry, you have to go. I don't have time. Right. I literally have four years to deepen our friendship. And if it does not go, it does not go. And if it does, it does. Yeah. But it was something that like gave me a lot of anxiety. So I was really deliberate about it. Mm-hmm. Then when I got to KU mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm only here for two years. I don't even have four. I tried to push that. Yes. And now like learning about friend inventories and like really diving into the process of like figuring out my goals for 2018. Mm-hmm. Things will be what they are. Yes. And I, that's all I got. 100%. Like, and so friend inventory is important. Also recognizing that friends come and go or like trying to cultivate things too fast can ruin friendships too. You have yes. to let it do what that it does. Because that's my best advice so far. Because last semester I tried to do the friend inventory before I mentioned it to anybody. And it hit the fan because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Right, right. And so, and it's also, I think, being important to, so say maybe when I was younger or in a particular season, it would have been very, like, petty and spiteful. And it's like, that's not how I approach it. It's Mm -mm. me thinking about the rich relationships in my life and how I can make sure that I'm also giving that same riches. Right. Um, Because I didn't get to ask you if you... Had to categorize yourself as a, or maybe I just want to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you, I already told you where I thought you were, um, but I mean, like, also. And what was that? Well, I mean, like, I see you as a builder, but I also see you as a navigator, um, and a mind opener, because a lot of the times, I don't know if it's like. 
because I just have a lot of mind openness in my life. Mm-hmm. Y'all just, I come into spaces where you're all together and I'm just over here like, well, I left here and came in here happy. And now I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do in five years and my plans for the rest of my life. And it's like, but those are things that are so good for me. And like, especially being where I'm at and kind of like, I feel like master's programs are like transition phases Mm -hmm. and it's like a hard transition phase. And a lot of the times people go through this transition phase and they jump into something like, I'm not fully realized and I don't know why. And it's like, Y'all are helping me fully realize myself before I get here. Yes. But, um, yeah. I do want to ask you one question. So, since we're friends. I, I guess. Are we friends? also talking about our friendship. So, um, I'm interested in, like, you know, I'm more interested in the second question. But, like, what is it that you get out of our friendship? And, like, how can we improve? <gasps> so, I'm more interested in, like, oh my gosh. what is it that we could be doing better for each other? Okay. This is good. Yes. Okay. So. You can also think about that if you want. We can come back to this after break, but this is just something that I wanted us to both be reflecting on. How about this? If you want to sign up for Patreon. Yes. You can get this exclusive content of me and Lily figuring out what we can do better in our friendship with the friend Ventoria in mind. Perfect. Look. I love it. These girls got to pay for good content. I'm not playing with them. But yes, we'll take a break and be right back. Hey, y'all. So we combined dinner and dessert together because dinner tasted so good. It was just so sweet. It was just so sweet. We couldn't get enough. And like stopping would have like broke up the content that we like shared with y'all. So now we're just wrapping things up. Yes. So, Lila, you got social media you want to, like, drop so people can follow you or whatever? <laughs> this is, and, and it's in this moment where I think I should have simpler social media <laughs> because my social media name is literally, like, 15 letters long. So, Isaac will link to my social Thank media. Thank you. Because <laughs> y'all should be following me. And, yeah, I use all the things. Yes. I primarily welcome people on Twitter. Yeah. Twitter is like the one that feels safe safely. I just made yeah. my my uh, Instagram Twitter's private. Twitter is my one public account. Yeah, I just made my Instagram private. Um, yeah, because I have the table pod, um, mm-hmm. so yeah, they can follow, follow the that. Table pod. Um, please do genuinely go follow all of the sites for the table podcast and sign up for Patreon if you want yeah, exclusive can you talk content. Yeah, more about Patreon. So yeah, um, Patreon is a website where a lot of content creators um, sell their work mm-hmm. because like people who do YouTube or do podcasts or do anything do not all get advertisers. They don't get um, paid the way that a lot of famous people do. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, Cat Black has a Patreon because mm-hmm. Cat Black does not get paid the big bills via YouTube. Um, and that's where Cat Black gets most of their money. Okay. So it's, like, really important to recognize, like, a lot of people that we, like, not necessarily worship. I don't think, like, worship's not the word. But look up to and mm-hmm. have done this work for a very long time started on Patreon. Cool. Because that was what gave them the leverage to get to where they're at. Excellent. And, look, I'm trying to get to where they at. Yes. I'm trying to be flourishing and whatever. Yes. I'm trying to be, like, having a studio, low-key, like a low-key studio, a.k.a. two microphones on a table, in my kitchen. Um, <laughs> so it's like more intimate, more real. Like it was not going to be soundproof walls, but you know, we'll make it work. We'll make it work. We but those are the kinds of things. 
Plus, like with Patreon, you get extra ex- exclusive content from the person that you're like buying into. Right. AKA, like I might be giving people merchandise if they give me a certain amount of money a month. Ooh. But we're not gonna talk about and it because it's a secret. The Patreon page one more time. So Patreon is Patreon backslash the underscore table underscore pod. Okay. I'm gonna post about it probably like. well before this airs so (laughs) yeah it'll be up you guys will know where it's at and the exclusive content will be between me telling you guys my story and what the table podcast really is and what I want it to be in the future and then doing a lot of emotional intelligence work Mm -hmm. um, doing things like what we kind of did today with the friend mentor Mm -hmm. but on a more like more what's the word I'm thinking for thinking of like more intimate level Mm -hmm. because you guys will get stories from me that I would never share on this podcast. So um, getting that and then also being able to share your stories and journey and figure out how to process it with another person who is willing to do it with you because you're paying them. Wonderful. It's like a therapist, but not because what the hell do I actually know? (laughs) But we can work it out. (laughs) We can work it out. I love it. Yes. To this is great. What I it's just making me more excited to have these hard conversations with um with friends. I mean, on, and honestly, I keep saying hard conversations, but with most people, it's not. No, because they are also interested in deepening our friendship and getting to know each other better. Mm-hmm. And because of who I am, who we are, like I'm just realizing, and we naturally surround ourselves with people who we're like. Yeah. Who are very reflective and loyal and intentional and, you know, thoughtful. So right. I'm feeling very grateful for the friendships that I have right now. Me and, too. Um, grateful for, you know, what is to come and the way that these friendships will continue to evolve and flourish and mm-hmm. attract and grow as they need to. Right. So, yeah. And just riding that wave. Yes. It's a thing. Oh, thank you for reflecting with me today. No problem. I'm just so happy you're here because you're Mama Lily yes. and you keep me together because yes. you're my mama. <laughs> so I'm just happy that you are here. Thank you and for we're having here me. And it's happy. I am delighted and honored and happy to be on the Table Podcast at any time. Look, you're always welcome back. The thank Table you. always has a seat for you. Thank you. It literally I will have your this. name this on it. This is literally like one of my favorite things. <laughs> thank you so much. No problem. Anyway... I will see you guys next time. Bye.